0: You're listening to the Fortress Church Audio Podcast. We're a church all about loving God and loving people. Today we're going to listen in to this past Sunday's message by Pastor Matt Garcia. So open up your Bibles and tune in. song to the Lord. Let the whole earth sing to the Lord. Sing to the Lord. Praise his name. Each day proclaim the good news that he saves. Publish his glorious deeds among the nations. Tell everyone about the amazing things he does. Great is the Lord. He is most worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all gods. Amen. So just let's pray this morning. Uh, Jesus, thank you uh, for your word. Um, God, thank you that you've given us vocal cords. You've given us, we're like instruments in our own bodies, and I, I thank you that we could honor and glorify you through through our, our singing, our words, uh, just adoration and glory to you. We've already practiced that a little bit today, and and God, as we continue to learn more about it, I pray that you, uh, your word would just pop open today, and we would learn uh, more about who you are and what you've done in our lives. We love you, and we thank you, and name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Yeah, so, so today we're, we're talking a lot about uh, music and, and singing uh, to the Lord. So hopefully uh, I won't take too, too long because we're going to do something uh, special a little bit later. Um, but I, I just, I know that just music plays a vital part uh, in my life, in my discipleship uh, with Jesus. Um, I remember when I first started playing guitar, I was 12 years old. And my dad gave me my first guitar and I started playing and I, I was, I was, you know, pretty good. I, I was getting the hang of it, you know, but then I got to bar chords and bar chords, man, they're just so, if, if you know uh, music or, or guitar, it's just hard, you, especially like I was 12 years old. And so you have to like adjust your fingers and like, you know, get them ready for that. And I just got so frustrated. I couldn't do them. It didn't sound right. And so I quit, I quit playing guitar for a couple years. And then finally, back when I, I was 16, and I was like, hey, I just, I want to pick it up again. So I started, I picked it up again, and I started playing more, and I got through the bar chords, and I got through it, and I was able to play uh, guitar and, and learn throughout the years. And so it's, it's been uh, just an awesome experience just to just to keep that um, that skill, it's because I remember like days or nights where I would be up in my room and I'd just be playing uh, guitar, singing songs, writing songs uh, to the Lord, and just singing worship songs. It's just so cool. It was, I just remember those those nights where I would just I would just play songs to the Lord and sing, and it was just so cool. Um, and so I'm not saying that you need to pick up a guitar or an instrument and and learn that, but um, today I'm talking about just how important. Uh, music is in our discipleship to Jesus, and how when we sing songs like in private and even corporately, like today um, it 's just so, so uh, vitally important to understand and do and as you know that that singing is mentioned four hundred times over four hundred times in the Bible. Uh, it's mentioned, singing is mentioned, and 50 of those are direct commands from God. to telling us, sing to me. God is saying, sing to me, the, the one, the creator. God, sing to me. And so th- these 50 of those are commands. Does it, does it mean that God is having a tough time and he needs us to sing songs to him to make him feel better? You know, no, that's not who God is. God doesn't, he, he's not... Uh, he's not wanting our praise because he's feeling down on himself, you know? <laughs> and like, we just you know, we make him feel better with our music. No, that's not how it works. So, so then if we don't sing songs to make God feel better or whatever, how, how, why do we sing? Why do we sing these songs? And so we're gonna, we're gonna talk about that this morning. We're gonna talk about that. But um, real quickly, um, I'm just talking about the, the church history and how uh, kind of music began. So in, in the book of Psalms, it was, this is the, the Psalm book, it was an ancient uh, prayer book for the Hebrews uh, back in the Old Testament right that's why it's in the Old Testament in our Bibles and and so the Hebrews that grew up with these songs to meditate on them day and night and it's easy for them to memorize scripture through music right so they would write songs together in the corporate worship and and sing those songs and put them uh, in, in this psalm book and so um, but as as uh, time progressed fast forward in Jesus time they were still singing those those psalms uh, to the Lord and so and worshiping uh, there. And so as the Christian movement began, as a Jesus, uh, follower, uh, the Jesus follower, the way of Jesus uh, kept increasing, uh, the church changed rapidly, right? And so right around uh, the, the third century, uh, then the, the church became integrated with government and so there's all these regulations and rules and honestly a little bit of corruption came into place and so there is a period in church history where um, songs weren't really sung a lot. It was more like chance or different things like that. It, didn't, it was really boring, to be honest. And so there's a time in church history where songs weren't really sung in a corporate body, or at least as exciting as it is what you've experienced uh, this morning. And so it, it's a little, it was a little bit different. But then the Reformation happened, if you're familiar with church history. And so the church, it was a, it was a, just a completely different switch. They went back to the Bible, and they started studying the Bible more and understanding, whoa, they, they probably read the book of Psalms. Like, hey, we need to sing songs. <laughs> we need to write Songs, we need to sing songs to the Lord, but the thing is they didn't have songs, right? And and they have a different language, so they couldn't sing it in Hebrew, right? So they had to create their own songs. And so these people who maybe they're around in their old life, right, what songs do they know? Well, songs from the bar songs from the pub and so they they got the melodies from old uh pub songs and they started and they changed the lyrics and made them worship songs and so some of you're like really that happened yeah the a lot of the hymns that uh that our 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 uh, the, the our generation that our ancestors sung and and even still sing today the hymns that that we know and love some of them were ancient pub songs yeah and they transitioned that into into worship songs and so that's just really cool how music is is it has impacted because of the Reformation, and, and and now fast forward even this past century, in in the seventies and eighties, the Jesus movement happened, and and uh, out of that, uh, there's the Vineyard Church, and different different organizations uh, followed suit. Where we're now the Choruses were introduced to the church, right? And so all of a sudden, the, the church started singing choruses. And there was a battle between hymns and choruses back uh, back then. It was, it was past my time. I'm, I'm too young to even even know that. But I heard stories. I mean, there was church splits because of music and how they, they disagreed on how, oh, we should have hymns and choruses. But here's the thing. He's like, I love hymns. I'm a millennial. Yeah, I love hymns. I love singing songs that just have some deep meaning and deep roots to it but then also there's the chorus songs that we sung uh, today man those, those songs have have so much uh, meaning as well to us and and the, the repetitiveness it's it's so cool to weave those two in into our, our musical abilities and how we sing songs corporately and so and so now as you could see like what a, just a brief history of music in the church um, it's gone through radical changes it's gone through radical radical shifts and so even even now um, the music is changing so much. But here's the thing. One common denominator that I find in a a lot of uh, centuries through music in church is that the songs that really matter, the Bible is the center of them, right? Scripture is breathed out in these songs to where people corporately gather together and sing, not just what they're feeling, yes, it is what they're feeling, but, but also the words of scripture echoing in their hearts and minds. Why? So they can memorize and dwell on scripture and meditate on it. So, so cool. So even though they've gone through a lot of different phases, um, I, I remember, um, I, I wasn't, I didn't remember, I was a little baby, but my dad, uh, Pastor Randy, he told me a story. When he first became a senior pastor of a church, um, they brought in uh, a drum set, Right? And this drum set. Um, stirred up some trouble, right? Because they were used to just singing songs together with an organ in the background, not really a lot of musical instruments, right? And so maybe some of you, you remember the, the back then, I don't, I don't remember, but um, I just remember it just caused a stir because there was, they thought there was demons in, in the drum set because, you know, like the Beatles and ACDC and all these other ones, they had those drum sets, so we can't have those, you know? And so all, so, um, but I'm not, I'm not ragging on that, the generation, it's just more traditional. But now, look, I don't think there's any demons coming out of the drum set, right? We have them here. Um, but hey, I think, I think the church, man, we've gone through radical, radical shifts. And I think it's, it's a good thing. Sometimes it's, maybe it's a, it's, it's a bad thing, but I think generally it's a good thing that we've identified and we've, we've adjusted and we've, uh, we've gone to our culture and we say, look, these are the songs that we we're singing and, and they give praise to God, but the Bible is the center of it. The scripture is the center of everything. And I think when we sing songs that are in accordance with scripture, like we did today with uh, Pastor Andy singing, "How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord Almighty? How better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere." That's Psalm eighty-four, and so all these all these psalms is directly directly from Scripture, and I think it's so important. So, why do we sing? Why do we sing? Well, I think it's to give honor. And praise and glory to God. No matter, all through church history, I think even though music has changed, one central theme remains, they wanted to give honor and glory and praise to the one true God with the way they only knew how, what what the music was in their time, right? And so I think it's so important to understand honor and praise and glory to God. We're, we're surrendering ourselves and using our bodies as an instrument. Did you realize that you use your body as an instrument. You're like, oh, I don't play any instruments. I don't sing. Well, no, the way God created you, I, I believe that, that He created you as an instrument, as a musical instrument. Yeah, maybe you don't sound as good as others, okay, but it's okay. God still, God still looks at that and He says that's pleasing unto Me, and and, and He He loves those sounds that come uh, from from music. And and I just I just find it um, I just find it uh, really really interesting. Um, that with cases of of Alzheimer's and dementia, with maybe you've seen it in in members of your family or or friends where where they have Alzheimer's or dementia and and they're there and not in their right mind, They maybe they can't remember you or other things in their life. But then there's cases where people have played old hymns from their past, like Amazing Grace. In the background, and they, they hear the melody, and they hear the words sung, and all of a sudden they come back into their right mind, right, and they start singing with them. When before this happened with my with my grandpa, where uh, when and, and his on his deathbed, uh, he couldn't talk at all, he couldn't remember a lot of people, but when they started singing psalms from from his childhood, from growing up, he started uh, with uh, all the mustard, all the energy that he had left. He was singing uh, the songs that, that he sung, uh, glorifying God and worship worshiping him. Maybe you've seen that in your family. There's something, come on, there's something different about music that just infiltrates. Yeah, it's, it's an, I think it's also just in our anatomy, in our, how our brain works, how our mind works. You know, the Bible doesn't really talk about, about that, but I mean, just, just how, how God created us in our mind, how all of a sudden the light switches when, when a musical tune when, when vocal cords just hit the right pitch and the right key and that guitar strings that exact note, there's something about it. It just triggers something in our heads. I think, I think God created that for our benefit to glorify and honor him. And, and I think that's, that's just so cool. It's like for a minute, heaven comes down to earth. Heaven and earth join together and we get to experience God's presence. And Colossians 3.16, I have it up on the screen. It says this, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. So how can we we let the word of Christ dwell in us? Well, what's the word? The word of Christ is scripture, right? We know this. It's teaching. The teaching of scripture. How can it dwell and abide and just stay and permeate and meditate in our our hearts? How can we do that? Well, one, it says teaching and admonishing one another. So, hey, this is great. uh, Me and Pastor Randy, we love getting up and and teaching you guys scripture from the Bible uh, with our words. It's an awesome thing. But another thing, he says what? Singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. I think... That element is, so that's why we have this mode of worship, right? We sing songs and we teach. This is directly from Scripture and Colossians. We do this to get the word of God in your hearts and minds. But there's something different about songs. There's something different about, about singing songs, you know, uh, putting them in our hearts and minds. You know, going back, when people have, have dementia and Alzheimer's, you don't, you don't slide in a CD from Pastor Matt, from, you know, from his Prayers of the Psalms sermon series. And you're like, oh, and they remember everything. Oh, they're glorifying God because they heard me say a joke or something like that. You know, no, that's not how it works, right? That's not how it works. No, you put in a song. You put in a song. And so that's, that's what's, what's, what's permeated. I'm glad uh, that these, these things happen. Because remember, um, I, I sang, uh, I mean, I'm, I, I preached a sermon about this time last year. The sermon title was Christmas in July. Is there any any of you there for that one? Okay, cool. Awesome. Um, How many of you remember my three points from that sermon? (sighs) What? I thought you loved me. I thought you liked All right, whatever. I'm just kidding. No, no, no. No, that's fine. That's totally fine. That's expected, actually. I would be surprised if someone actually did. I'd be surprised. Um, But, hey, but if I told you the, the worship songs that we sung that day, would you would you sing along those words? Probably, if if, if you, yeah, yeah, you would. Music is just something different about worshiping God with music, right? And and maybe some of you guys are thinking, well, you know, I I love uh, the sermon. I love it, it's difficult for you to sing songs and worship through music. And maybe you know some of you. That's just it's not. I'm I'm not calling any individuals out in here. It's actually a large. Know, somewhat a large group of people, where maybe um, maybe it's unintentional, or maybe it is intentional, where you're you don't really like to worship through music, and so you skip that part. And you come maybe thirty minutes after the service starts, you know. And so I'm not calling anybody out. I think this is a large group of people, so that's, that's totally fine. But here's—I'm glad you're here. I'm so glad you're here. But that's—it's so important in our walk with Jesus and our discipleship um, to to be in those moments where we can sing songs together. And I'm kind of getting ahead of myself. I'm, we're going to talk more about it in just a second. But um, I think I think it's just just so important. I have in your pastor's page um, there's. Some Hebrew words uh, that I put down uh, now there's a bunch of Hebrew words for worship um I'm just going to name a few of them and you could write them down in your pastor's page notes um, but the first word that I want to kind of talk about is the Hebrew word halal halal it means to boast foolishly and to make a show of it i think I think this this word for worship it's it's i think in the boastful, it's, it's an outward expression to make a show of, of, your, uh, of your worship unto God. It's, it's very uh, physical in nature. People know that you're worshiping, right? But I think ultimately that, that outward expression, it comes from the heart. It comes from what is inside of you. And I think it's, it's so important. And in fact, um, I love this quote. Um, well, I, I won't say I love, but it's, 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 it's convicting. Let me just read it. It's a, it's a quote by John Wesley, and he, he writes this Sing lustily. That's a cool word. Sing lustily and with good courage. Beware of singing as if you were half dead or half asleep, but lift up your voice with strength. Be no more afraid of your voice now, no more ashamed of it being heard than you, uh, than when you sung the songs of Satan. <laughs> Thanks. Settle down, John. Settle down. <laughs> you know, he's like, whoa, he's, he's going through your Spotify playlist right now, okay? <laughs> he's going through that. Um, I think, I think what it's saying, look, um, I'm not trying to be legalistic or whatever, like, oh, no, you have to sing all Christian music, and it has to have, like, at least one word of the name Jesus or some Christian, you know, because then the lines get skewed, and it's like, what's Christian? I'm not going to talk about that, okay? But what what I'm saying is, I think what what John Wesley is saying is when you listen— uh, or it, if, you, if you listen to like Rihanna or Beyonce or Taylor Swift or, or you know, whatever your country artist is or hip hop, whatever genre of music, if you're listening to them in your car and you're just like reckless band, you're just like singing this song so loud, it's your favorite song, you tune it up. And like that happens regularly in your life. And you, and you outwardly express those songs uh, in, in, in your car or wherever you're at. But then when you come to church... And we sing songs that honor and glorify God, and you have your hands in your pockets and mouth closed. I think that's a problem. And uh, I'm just going to let the Holy Spirit do this. All right. So this is not you. You're like, Matt. Don't don't touch my Spotify playlist. You know. Okay. Hold on. Settle down. Listen. This is this is. I'm just I'm just reading. I, I'm just I'm just sharing you as one of the pastors here at Fortress. I'm just going to let the Holy Spirit do the job of convicting whoever needs to hear this. Okay. And so um, I'm not. You know. It's. I mean yeah just say it. So if if you're listening to a celebrity that you've never met and glorifying and honoring them even louder than than and you don't even listen to any, you know, songs that honor and glorify God or when you come here and you don't sing at all, listen, that's a heart condition, right? That that's just something in your heart that that you need to that God needs to work on your heart with, okay? And some of you, maybe, maybe you're upset, but that's the Holy Spirit's convicting you right now. That's that's what that that, that feeling that you feel is if if this is affecting you. That's what that is. I, I honestly do think um, that that the music that we listen to has a direct effect uh, on our attitudes, on on how we live life, and how we give honor and glory to God. And, and I think um, I think everyone has this because maybe maybe some of you are here and you thinking, well, P- Pastor Matt, I'm just you know, I just don't like the songs. Or or maybe you're like, I just, I'm just not, I'm introverted, right? You're like, I'm introverted, I don't talk much, I don't sing a lot. So maybe you don't sing at all. Maybe that's just who, that's not you. Maybe that's you, okay. How many Spurs fans do we have in here? San Antonio Spurs fans? Yeah, cool, yeah, yeah, cool. So did you celebrate when we won the 2014 finals? Yeah, we won championship? Yeah, I celebrated too, awesome. So Spurs fans, hey, you could go there. You you could have that that halal. You could express yourself. Okay, hey, uh, any Houston Astros fans? Yeah, okay. So a couple a couple people. Okay, but uh, hey, they just won the World Series and they're close by. So so um, hey, if you're Houston Astros fans, you have something to celebrate about, right? Um, That's halal. You have that. Dallas Cowboys fans? Oh wait, you don't have anything to celebrate. No, never mind. It's okay. That's an excuse. If you is that too? Hurry a little bit. Okay, sorry. Okay, listen, listen, okay, settle down, okay we all we all have I think we all have this, okay whatever you're, I read sports, but maybe you're excited about that that new TV show that came out, and you're all about it. maybe whatever you're you, whatever you're excited about, you get excited, come on, you can't be you're not that introverted, come on, I'm introverted, but i get I get excited too, so whatever you're excited about, if you get more excited about those things. Then when the Creator God of the universe, when you're with your brothers and sisters in Christ, and you just you just nothing comes out of your mouth. Listen, that's, I'm just telling you, I love you. That's a heart issue. That's something in your heart. And so we're not we're not judging you. We're saying, hey, come to Jesus. You you need some some restoration in your life. That's called idolatry. You're you're elevating other things above who God is, who God. You're elevating those things. And I'm just here, just, we all have that halal. We all have that, that gear where we could give honor and praise to something. Why not, why not make that God? Why not make that, that God? Uh, another Hebrew word is yodah. It's like a Star Wars Yoda. Okay, uh, t- this means to lift or throw arms upward in praise and surrender. Okay, so we did that a lot. I saw, I saw today, man, y'all did awesome. We're lifting up our hands, showing uh, surrender and praise to God. This is just, let's be a little bit more funny today. I have this these charts up on the screen from this Christian comedian. Um, he he shows the the charts of what what to do. So if you're if you're a rookie, you know you have the elbow flap, right? You just right, and then you and then you carry the TV, and then Go big screen, right? You're like, hey, like, like this. And then uh, intermediate, it's like my fish was this big, right? And then <laughs> hold my baby and Mufasa, okay? That's intermediate. And then when you get, let's go to the next one. And then this is the pro, you know, dueling light bulbs, uh, goalposts right here. You're just, you just right here. Thank you, Jesus. The pointer hatchet schoolroom, you know, asking a question. Um, what a... <laughs> And this doesn't happen in a lot of church, right? When you raise your hand at another denomination, or Baptist church, you're like, hey, do you have something? Do you need something? No, I got you? Okay, cool. But here we are, are AG, we're Pentecostal. Man, we, we go, we're experts, right? You've seen it today. You saw it today. Village people, Rocky touchdown, right? We see this. We see this. Now, okay, I'm hopefully you're not offended by that. But this is, it's just funny. But hey, listen, when we throw up our hands in worship, it's not just, you know hey, look at me, everybody, yeah, look oh, my that cute boy over there watching me? no, it's not that it's like it's hey, this is this is an outward conf- this is outward sign, hey, this is God, God, I love you, this is surrender, right, this is giving praise and honor to God, you you're humbling yourself under. The majesty of God, and I think it's so important to do that. Uh, a couple months ago, me and uh, two of my youth pastor friends, we're all AG and uh, Pentecostal, so we, you know, we get excited. Even though I'm an introvert, I get I get excited too. Uh, but but in this, we went to a youth conference. Um, and it was an interdenominational conference. A lot of different denominations were represented. And so I remember just a couple months ago, we were there and this is an awesome band that shared, that, that played wor- the worship music for us. And it was amazing songs. Like God did this amazing part just in the worship experience time. And so we're just like jumping up and down, praising the Lord, lifting up our hands, shouting, like we're just getting into it, right? And it, and it helps because my, my friends were getting into it. I was like, yeah, let's do, it. let's do it. You know, they encourage, we encourage each other through it. And uh, and we're all you know pastors but then i just my heart was broken because um i i look out and remember this is a church, the pastors from different denominations and I'm not I'm not here to rag on different denominations maybe you, maybe you grew up in the different um, churches where maybe it was just low-key you know just not exciting or just you know that hey I'm not to rag on that but my heart was broken because we we're singing songs about God's redemptive power how he overcame the grave and we we're like shouting and and I look over and it's not just one person it's like a room full of people and they're just sitting there with their hands in their pockets just looking at the worship leader not even singing and, and I, again, I don't want to, like, dog on, on these churches, but these were pastors. And, and just my heart broke. I was just like, oh, like, man, I'm not. I'm trying not to judge them. I'm, I'm trying to put myself in their shoes, but I just can't. Because I'm like, God has saved me, radically saved me so much. Like, I can't help but, but, but express myself. I can't, I can't just put my hands in my pockets the whole time. And they weren't even singing. And and they were supposed to be discipling others. I'm, I'm sorry. Let me. I'm passionate about that. So let me. Oh, that's my own pride right there. It's just getting in the way. I'm, I apologize. But um, you know, we shouldn't we shouldn't talk bad about other people. I don't know their situation. But it just it just broke my heart. It just broke my heart because, um, in throwing up your hands and, and an outward expression, I think it's so important in our walk with Jesus. And and uh, so that's that's that. Another another word is is, is toda. It means to sing praises together as one community in harmony in harmony. We've all seen this. Like if you've been to a concert before, you've seen this done, right? You, you've been to a concert and you're, uh, when, when the band, they go up and they play their hit song, their hit popular song. And what happens during the chorus? The, the, the leader, he, he goes and he backs out and he lets the audience sing it. Have you been in that type of atmosphere? And then he's not singing it, but the whole audience is just singing that. Why? Because they all know the song, right? They all know, everyone knows that song. And so they're all singing. And so there's just like, this dynamic. We're like, whoa, everyone's singing the same thing. You know? And I think I think this is so important in our corporate worship time, singing praises together as one community. You know, we have words on the screen week where we could share, we could sing songs together. And yeah, maybe some people sound better than the others, but that's okay. That's okay. When it all when everyone's doing it at the same time, no one no one's hears that, you know? <laughs> no one hears the, the bad everyone sings good in that moment, you know? And there's just this dynamic. And and I think a key point in there is harmony, right? Uh, sing praise together as one community in harmony. We don't, at the same time, we don't want to be a distraction, right? We don't want to take away from other people in their worship. We, we want to express ourselves in community, but in harmony, in harmony together, I think I think it's just so, so important. N.T. Wright, he writes this in his book, The Case for the Psalms. He says, uh, regarding the book of Psalms, sing these songs and they will renew you from head to toe, from heart to mind. Pray these poems and they will sustain you on the long, hard, but exhilarating road of Christian discipleship. <clears throat> we're, gonna get, we're gonna do something in a little bit. Worship team, I would like to ask you to come forward. They're gonna sing more songs and we're gonna join in that. Um, Before we do that, as as they get ready, um, um, I want to talk to the guys. All right. So, um, uh, uh, women generally. I'm not saying that this happens. It's like uh, you know, uh, uh, happens one thing or other. It's like all the females and like none of the males saying, and all the females saying, no. It's it's both. But generally, I want to talk to the guys because guys, I think growing up maybe in the environment that you grew up in and society is telling us what masculinity is and that you can't express yourself you can't show your cards you can't be authentic you can't cry you know guys you don't cry in baseball or you know whatever that is you know you teach we can't show our emotion we got to be stern we got to shake our hand handshake you know three seconds look them in the eye you know we talk. those things are great but here's the thing is that when it comes to biblical masculinity, uh, David, in, in the Bible, you should read about his story, he, he showed out, he, they, they, they say that, that David was just, uh, he was reckless abandoned when he sung songs to the Lord. He was dancing and shouting for the victory that he won. and He gave him praising, honor, and glory to God. And, and he, even his wife was like, what are you doing? Why are you, why are you making a show of yourself? Why are you, why are you, uh, you you're putting shame on yourself? And he says, woman, I could be, I I can be more indignified than this. Like, watch me go more. Watch me go to the next level, you know? And so, guys, um, maybe it's something that's your insecurity that's holding you back from when you sing. It's like, no, it's not masculine to sing. I'm just gonna look you know and and so hey i'm not i'm not calling anybody out this is actually i'm not you know it's a large group of guys okay it's not just one person here a lot of guys go through it but listen if that's you i just want to implore you and let the holy spirit just do a work on your heart because it's not just it's not just that you you're you can't lift up your hands physically. No, you can. It's a heart issue, and I, I just maybe that's something that you need to work on with your relationship with God. Maybe that's something there. It's probably going to take some time, uh, but hey, we're we're here for you. There's no judgment. But here's the thing: we're going to practice what's being preached right now. And so, can I have everyone stand up? Uh, there's not going to be. Um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna worship. We're gonna sing songs. There's one more Hebrew word. It's sabah. It's, it means to reach out with affection for God, to feel His hold on us. Do you feel, have you ever felt God hold on you? Do you have you ever felt that where he's, he's gripping you? Maybe not, maybe not physically, but just your emotionally, spiritually, where he has a hold on you and a grip on you. Well, that takes a humble heart. You understand that? That takes you saying, you know what, God, I, I surrender my pride. I surrender like I, I, I could, uh, maybe it's shameful for you. Maybe it's it's hard for you because like, what, what about other people? What are they going to think? I'm going to be less of a man or I'm going to be less of a woman. Whatever going on in your, in your heart and mind. Um, just know it takes a humble attitude for worship, right? It takes a humble attitude. You don't worship someone lower than you. You worship someone higher than you, right? So it takes a humble, humble attitude. Hearts, and so as we as we sing these songs, we're going to practice that. You have no excuse. There's words on the screen, so so I would love for you to join. And we're going to dim the lights. We're going to just have a moment, and, and we have time. So instead of the the normal altar call, where we're going to have people, you could still. Uh, and go out and wherever you need to be in this in this room. Maybe you're, you're right here at the altars or on the side. Maybe you're going to stand. Maybe you want to sit down. Maybe you want to just lift your hands. Maybe you want to bow. Whatever you want to do, this is your moment to give God that outward expression, that halal, that, that expression of praise to him. And maybe it's been lacking in you for so long. And remember, just one last thing. This is not a legalistic thing. This is not something, oh, you have to do this, or for God to love you, or to be a part of this church. No, this is, this. Is, we do this, why? Because God loves us, and, and we show our outward sign of love, just like we love the Spurs. Not, no, not just like we love the Spurs, more than we love sports and things like that. But we, we shout the honor and glory to God, so let's yes. give our praise to him right now. Let's just yes. shout praise. Yes, Jesus. Let's have this opportunity. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Let's sing.